Jeff Coker with another Disney at Play. Today we have a Disney News on Parade where we talk about Walt Disney World Christmas plans, Disneyland and Hong Kong possibly reopening, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort closing, and Disney Studios Paris rumors. Oh, we have a lot to cover in this week's Disney News on Parade. We're glad you joined us. Make sure you check out our notes page, which also includes links to uh, many of the articles and sources that we're using for this. Let's start, uh, first of all, with uh, Walt Disney World. It's announcing its holiday plans. Not what it is every year, but I'm glad to see that there is something happening. This is what, uh, what they have said. When night falls, special projection effects will give a festive look to Cinderella Castle this year, providing a colorful backdrop for guest photos. The appearance of the iconic castle will be transformed with a rotating series of designs, including a whimsical Christmas sweater and regal overlay of red, green, and gold ornamentation. This will be in place of Castle Dreamlights. Other holiday experiences that draw big crowds will be on hiatus this year as well, such as Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and Candlelight Processional at Epcot. We know these experiences are a cherished part of holiday traditions that will be missed by guests and cast members alike, but we're glad to be able to bring holiday magic in other creative ways. Of course, the holidays wouldn't be complete without enjoying a meal among family and friends. Minnie Mouse will be hosting a Yuletide gathering for all her friends at Hollywood and Vine at Disney's Hollywood Studios starting November 6th. Santa Goofy will be there along with Minnie and more in their holiday best. Shifting gears to Disney Springs, guests will discover Christmas around every corner as they come across a collection of elaborately decorated Disney Christmas trees spread throughout this retail, dining, and entertainment destination. In the evening, guests visiting areas within Town Center, West Side, and the Landing will encounter a magical snowfall adding an extra touch of wonder to their holiday shopping. And to top it off, Jock Lindsay will once again be turning his hangar bar into Jock Lindsay's Holiday Bar. I, I've never even heard of this. Complete with delightful holiday decor and delicious limited time menu with festive favorites. It then goes on to talk about the Disney Resort. Hotels will also be decked out for the holidays with their lobbies featuring iconic trees and other festive flourishes. One thing to keep in mind is that our gingerbread displays will not return to the resort hotels this year. While we know that they are a favorite of people taking in the holiday decor, we're not able to include those displays due to physical distancing uh, guidelines. And then goes on to talk about some uh, holiday um, foods that will be available in holiday kitchens around World Showcase. Uh, which will include slow roasted turkey with stuffing and a Bavaria holiday kitchen with dishes like cheese fondue and a bread bowl. Guests will be invited to step inside World Showplace to enjoy the returning group Joyful, who will present a journey through R&B, gospel, contemporary, and traditional gospel, Christmas and holiday music. Also, and this is great news, the Voices of Liberty will bring their incredible eight-part harmonies to the American Garden's theater stage for a special concert of favorite carols and songs of the season. 
There are more details to come, so stay tuned to the Disney Parks blog. So you come to me, if you listen to Disney News on Parade, you come to me not just to get the news, but to really kind of get the insight behind that news. Let's translate what just occurred here. First off, Castle Dreamlights is out of the picture. And frankly, you're going to hate me for saying this. I don't think that's a bad idea. And in fact, with their projection technology so good in the castle, I'd rather see a rotating blend of Christmas lights than to, um, than to, uh, well, than to, than to do the Castle Dreamlights. And why do I say that? The lights are beautiful. However, they take three to four months to put up. Sometimes they're starting in late August to get them ready um, by around the 1st of November. I just think that's, it's just too much effort to put them on, as beautiful as they are. I think the projection thing makes sense. But what's missing in all of this dialogue is while we've talked about Hollywood and Dine, we haven't said anything about any real entertainment at Disney's Hollywood Studios. In the last couple of years, they've been doing this whole thing on Sunset Boulevard with lighting, doing projection technology again, on the Hollywood Tower of Terror, having snow come down on Sunset Boulevard, having these kind of rotating Christmas little greetings on the video screens. My guess is the fact that they have not announced this means they're likely not to return. That doesn't mean they might change their mind, but uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it's happening. Of course, they've made very clear, very Merry Christmas party and candlelight processional at Epcot are are not happening. I am glad, so glad to see the Voice of Liberty, which I just wish they were already back. I'm glad to see that happening. Um, glad to see, I think the, the Disney Christmas trees actually spread out rather than in a corner of the marketplace actually makes better sense to the whole to the whole holiday experience over there at Disney Springs. So I think they've they've done their best to really balance out what uh, can be done during this COVID period. I'm glad to see that they are doing something. I'm missing a few things, but I'm glad to see what they're doing. And by the way, if you caught the last one, which talked about the Halloween foods that are going through all four parks. I would love to see that same thing occur with Christmas food throughout all the parks, which is more akin to what Disneyland Resort does during its holiday season. So more to come on holiday happenings as they occur. Next item, this was announced last week, but I haven't had a chance to really share what I think is going on here. Disney's um, Polynesian Village Resort to close until uh, summer 2021. Orlando Sentinel uh, confirmed with Disney when Disney changed its uh, reopening dates of the Village Resort. Now, mind you, the DVC units off of one side have been open. And frankly, so has 
most of the amenities, the great ceremonial house, uh, Kona Cafe, not Ohana, not the Luau, but the pools, the monorail, all that. Well, um, they've made an announcement that they're not going to reopen until the summer of 2021. Um, this is not surprising. This hotel, along with some others, have uh, been closed since the, the pandemic uh, has been happening. Um, a Disney spokesman, according to the Sentinel, said changes to the rooms will include a move to Pacific Ocean-inspired color palette, as well as details, patterns, and textures from Disney's Moana, an animated film you know, that takes, of course, place on, on a Polynesian island. And, but, but here's what's interesting about all this. So, so of course, the whole um, social blogosphere has been a buzz about, oh, what's it going to look like with Moana? They're pulling it all down for Moana. Da, 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 da. Um, what's interesting to note about this, and mind you, with this closure... They are closing everything but the DVC. That means they're closing not just all the hotel rooms as they rehab. They're closing the great ceremonial house, the pool, the monorail. All restaurants are getting closed during this time period. Um, I don't know, even if I were a DVC person, as much as I love, and it's right up there to the top, the Polynesian, I don't know why anybody would want to stay there. They can go next door to the TTC to get on a monorail, but still this is this is going to be completely lacking. So people are saying, oh, you know, I don't know about that Moana design. Is it worth closing and so forth? Well, I don't have any special inside scoop. But let me tell you based on my experience what I think is happening. Disney's Polynesian Resort is has been open for nearly 50 years. It's celebrating its 50th along with the Magic Kingdom and the Contemporary in Fort Wilderness next year. This resort has been open for a long time and it's gone through a lot of refurbishments. And in those refurbishments, they have never closed the Great Ceremonial House. Even when they took out all of that waterfall feature and and put in Maui, they just simply boarded up around that area. They never closed the ceremonial house. By the way, if you don't understand why they took out the beautiful waterfalls, I love the waterfalls, I miss the waterfalls, but let me just tell you, you have a problem that happens over time with mold interior in interior buildings especially in humid places like florida and it was not a healthy environment over time that's why they took out the waterfalls so here they're not just boarding up some piece of the ceremonial house they're shutting down that whole building what is it that would shut down the entire building, including taking away the monorail station for DVC guests. What is it that they're doing? Well, I got one word for you. Abatement. Abatement. They have to take out some asbestos. It's been there since the opening. 
It's been a problem in that resort. And in order to do that, you need to sh get everybody out of the building to do that in a safe manner. Now, nobody has said that officially. I am only speculating. But honestly, if I knew that attendance wasn't up, if I knew that I needed to get around that, around to that after 50 years, I'd probably be using this time to take care of doing any abatements, which allows them to do some things they might want to do in terms of moving spaces around and so forth that they haven't been able to in terms of tearing down walls and so forth. It just makes sense. By the way, um, one of the thing, one of the great reasons why the beautiful Grand Canyon Concourse mural has been in place since the beginning and hasn't been taken out in every rehab that's been done in that atrium is because you pull those titles off and you have an abatement problem. Therefore, you gotta shut down the entire building. Thank goodness for asbestos, it's kept those titles up. And that's probably what's going on over here at Polynesian. They've got asbestos issues. They don't wanna talk about it, but honestly, the kind of rehab that's going isn't to go place new wallpaper in for Moana. They could take down building after building and not and not have that issue. It's probably something bigger. And my view is it's probably about doing an abatement. Now let's move over to Disneyland. According to the Orange County Register, California is getting closer to reopening Disneyland and other theme parks. Uh, Governor Newsom announced on Tuesday today, or yesterday, that Orange County, the home to um, Orange County, California, the home to the Disneyland Resort and Knott's Berry Farm, has moved from the most restrictive tier one widespread risk level to the next lower tier two substantial risk level. Um, that doesn't sound all that great, but I think people, um, the, the, the parks reopening have never been listed under the guidelines for the state. So the state has still flexibility to say when the parks could open. And um, I think uh, Disney, well, Disney World has uh, really, and Universal out here, has, has done a fairly good job of proving that they can reopen in a, in a fairly responsible way. By the way, I had no idea that SeaWorld San Diego and um, um, the San Diego Zoo and its safari park had already reopened um, back in June. They, they've allowed zoos to, zoo exhibits to reopen, not rides. Um, same thing with um, uh, Marine World. Uh, experience at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. Um, so, any rate, um, that seems to be positive news, but at the same time, there is this um, some cast members through a story on the Daily Beast uh, are suggesting that Disney is not being open or transparent about the number of cast members who are coming down with COVID-19 at downtown Disney at the Disneyland Resort. Remember that while their parks aren't open, their downtown Disney has been open for several weeks now. 
So the story came out, um, and it it really is. It's kind of a sketchy story. I, obviously, Disney's not confirmed what's gone on there. So, um, and it's the unions are even um, not certain what's really quite going on with regards to the number of of employees or cast members who have come down with COVID or how many have uh, been impacted or exposed perhaps to it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, and, and then of all things, Deseret News, which is Salt Lake City's main newspaper, comes out and quotes the story, but, but refers to Walt Disney World as being the place where this is being hidden and not told. And, and yet the story is very clear. It compares what's not going on right at downtown Disney to the extra effort being put into the NBA bubble out here at Walt Disney World as, as a contrast. So again, I think there's more to come on this. I think there's a lot of tension in trying to get Disneyland reopened. I, for one thing, it's a head scratcher to me how you are going to make this available to so many annual pass holders and still try to to keep that financial, th those financial numbers. By the way, another thing that happened last week is they put on the first uh, vertical, the construction finally gone vertical on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in Toontown, or kind of the building, the show buildings behind Toontown um, at Disneyland. Uh, that was an opportunity for Disneyland to also say, hey, by the way, this is coming in 23, not 22. Sorry about that. Um, so it looks like it's going to be a while before that that comes around. I think, by the way, putting Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in Toontown is brilliant. It is so tied well. I wish that is what had happened at Disney's Hollywood Studios, is that is that the studios had built a Toontown-type experience and enveloped it as its signature attraction. But that's not what happened, and I'm, I'm glad we have it. It's a great attraction. I just wish it hadn't replaced. I know, great movie, right? I sound like I'm I'm martyring here, but notwithstanding, that's kind of what's going on with the Disneyland Resort. Let's go to Hong Kong Disneyland. You'll recall that Hong Kong was one of the first parks to reopen, right? Uh, in the shadow of Shanghai's reopening, and yet it had to shut down a month later. Very disappointing because of the rise of COVID in the Hong Kong area. Well, good news is, is that Yahoo Finance has reported that Hong Kong's government um, has announced plans to relax some of the health and safety measures. Given that, Hong Kong Disneyland hopes to follow suit in a responsible manner and, uh, and reopen shortly. They're saying, um, they're saying that, uh, first of all, I thought this was interesting. A mass testing scheme initiated by China for Hong Kong has picked up 16 new cases from more than 800,000 people tested, the government said on Tuesday. That seems like a pretty low number. Um, about 
million people in the city have sought tests from a population of 7 million. So you kind of get an idea of where the numbers are. But they are thinking that um, theme parks and convention centers could reopen on uh, September 18th, which is just kind of almost around the corner. Um, so, so that's very positive um, and uh, more to come. Uh, hopefully our next uh, Disney News on Parade will get to report that it has reopened. On the other side of the world, rumors of Walt Disney Studios Paris closing in the off-season. And, and this is, I'm trying to provide some decent resource. Now, again, when I saw the Daily Beast article on the other one, I was just kind of like, okay, is this really a reliable source? Is this really passing the laugh test? And I feel like my duty to you is to say whether or not something even seems reasonable or cohesive. Um, the internet right now is abuzz with rumors that management is considering closing Walt Disney Studios Paris Park during the off-season due to low attendance. They uh, Then they noted that management... Then they, So here they are. They had this, these links going off to an article saying, it's our understanding, it's the inside scoop, that this is... The management is considering this. Then they came back with articles saying that management has denied such rumors. By the way, in neither situation did they offer any any sources. Um, that's why I'm not even sharing the source of this because I just think it's kind of out there. Um, and and then they talked about uh, so so that was that was seemingly uh, how, how do I say it? It's just it it it's seemingly just out there. It just seems like it's it's a reason for getting people to read the news. The truth of the matter is, is I think I think it would be a very smart thing for management to close that park. I would be closing it every like three days at least, or every other day. Um, we you should know by the way that Disneyland Studios Paris and the Disneyland Park there actually still allow for park hopping. Um, that's ideal because. <laughs> Um, this park, which is the smallest of all parks out there, is even smaller right now because of reconstruction. They've taken out, um, they have taken out the, um, uh, they've taken out the, um, um, but what is the rock and roller coaster and they're putting it into a Marvel uh, theme experience um, tied to Iron Man. They have also taken out the um, Armageddon attraction and adding a new Marvel attraction there. They have Lights, Motors, Action, a better version actually than the Disney Studios Paris. It looks on the map like it's open, but on the list it doesn't show it being opened. What is open right now, and then they're... Um, their uh, the studio tram tour is also closed right now. So that too is part of the problem. See, and then they're adding other things like Frozen and hopefully Star Tour, Star Wars uh, onto the park. So there's a lot of construction going on, very needed. This is the smallest park in all of Disney uh, parks worldwide. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, 
uh, the Toy Story Land with its RC Racer, Slinky Dog, Spin, and Toy Soldier Parachute Drop. They're still open. Ratatouille is open. Uh, some minor things like Crush's Coaster and Flying Carpets and the Cars Rally. Those are open. But that's about it in terms of attractions. So so they really have some major attractions closed. I, I, I think it is a smart idea to take it down every couple of days, especially when you have the option to park hop. Um, what also was surprising to me is that I noticed that their hours right now are 10 a.m. in the morning to 7 p.m. Right now, Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World is 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So essentially, you're getting the same hours at Walt Disney Studios Paris that you're getting at the Magic Kingdom, which is the number one park in the entire world. That's a that's a head spinner to me. Not sure why they don't reduce the hours as well. That would make sense. By the way, let me just come to back to that. One of my disappointments right now, and it happened before they changed the hours, is that I love leaving the Magic Kingdom when the lights are appearing on Main Street and the castle is lit up. And now the park closing has just been changed today to an hour earlier, six o'clock in the evening, meaning all the more reason. I've even stayed after the better part of an hour after closing and the lights still aren't coming on. It seems like they're just kind of saying, no, we're not gonna turn on lights, people. Um, and yet here they are, they're advertising these Christmas lights coming um, that are going to be projected under the castle starting November 7th. But if you look at hours during, between the seventh and the week of Thanksgiving, they're still closing at 6 p.m. So yeah, time daylight savings time changes during this period, but boy, it doesn't seem like you're really gonna, if you see the castle at night, you're gonna get a good 20 minutes of it. It just doesn't seem like, like you're given enough time. So again, I think that's just a little on the disappointing side is the hours of Magic Kingdom. Lengthen those hours, shorten the hours over at Disney Studios Paris. So our last stop globally is the Tokyo Disney Resort. And I thought we'd end on a really good piece of news. Light the Night Fireworks have returned on September 1st to the Tokyo Disney Resort. Um, this is the second Disney Resort to bring back fireworks, Shanghai being the first. Now, if you're not familiar with the Tokyo Disney Resort, know that each of the parks has a nighttime show. It uh, just finished a long run, uh, well, a multi-year run, not as long as out here, but they just finished a multi-year run of Fantasmic at Tokyo Disney Sea, And then they've had a projection show very similar to what we have at the Magic Kingdom, but with only a few fireworks around the f uh, the castle, not the, the, the fireworks that that um, are shot off high into the sky. What they do is at a certain hour of the day, they have a fireworks show that is just up in the air and it's shared by guests in both parks. They turn on the music in both parks. It does kind of look behind the castle uh, at Magic, at um, Tokyo Disneyland. At Tokyo Disney Sea, you're kind of looking off toward where Soren is, so it's a, it's kind of a weird angle there. But hey, they're fireworks, and wouldn't you love to see fireworks back at your local park? So this is good news. Additionally, 
The return of nightfall glow has happened on the same date. Now, this is actually a parade I wasn't even aware of. Um, the nighttime parade they have that they typically run and advertise is uh, the electrical um, light parade, which is called Dream Lights. And oh my goodness, this is unlike any nighttime parade you have ever seen. It's, it is... It is even more than the electrical parade and spectral magic combined. It is so over the top. It is just an amazing parade. I have, I'll, I'll show a video of it on the on the notes page. But when it, they have rain, they have this thing called Nightfall Glow, which is just a minor little parade. And they've decided to run it to kind of test parades back into the park as they kind of get through this COVID period. So I thought that was quite quite ingenious. At the same time, uh, it has been noted that cast members will soon be previewing the Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast, which is their centerpiece of their Fantasyland edition um, and, and, and Tomorrowland edition because they were adding a Baymax ride and a new popcorn little vehicle there. And uh, they were also putting in a kind of a Bell and the Beast village and then a big new theater. I haven't heard anything about when the new theater show is coming, but of course with COVID, that may be sometime incoming. However, this, this if you watched um, the Imagineering series on Disney+, Plus, you saw in the final, the sixth episode, animatronics from Beauty and the Beast. And this is going to be, this is going to be a wow attraction that every other park in the world is going to say, why don't we have this one? And so it's and it's running off of the kind of a, a trackless ride system similar to Rise of the Resistance. It's going to be a real wow experience, and they're going to start previewing it. They have not announced official opening time. It was supposed to be back in April when they were supposed to open, so they've been ready. They've just been waiting for the right moment when COVID kind of passes to to kind of do that. So to kind of bring it out. So good stuff coming to Tokyo Disney. Uh, resort. <clears throat> By the way, I heard that the Olympics in Japan and Tokyo were going to happen in 21 come rain or COVID. And so that all this was all tied together because they were expecting a very big summer in Japan. Very exciting stuff. <sighs> Wouldn't it be great to see the Olympics happen and see some of this COVID go away? Well, everybody can have a wish and a Dream is a wish your heart makes. That does it for our Disney News on Parade. Plenty to talk about today. I hope you enjoyed what we had to share. If you do, please go to iTunes and give us a positive rating and, and, and let others know about our podcast. We're growing and we're improving. And we just want to get the word out there if we can. Also, make sure to subscribe so you get new podcasts as they come out. And, uh, and just be sure to, to join us for these podcasts. The last one we did was one of my favorites in the Disney uh, Distinct series. We talked about all the different Tom Sawyer islands in the different Disney parks. So make sure you listen to that if you haven't already. Also, uh, other great podcasts out there. Please join us, listen to us. Thanks for being a part. And again, in the words of Sinbad, and his storybook voyage, which is episode 37, I believe. 
Ah, always follow. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. See you real soon.